Support for this podcast and the following message come from Wise, the app that makes managing your money in different currencies easy. With Wise, you can send and spend money internationally at the mid-market exchange rate. No guesswork and no hidden fees. Learn more about how Wise could work for you at wise.com. In northeastern Ukraine, Ukrainian troops are attempting to push back Russian forces from the city of Kharkiv. Russia has shelled this city relentlessly since the first days of the war. But in recent days, the Ukrainians have driven Russian troops back to the point where most of their incoming artillery can only reach the northern edges of the city. NPR's Jason Bobian is in Kharkiv and joins us now. Hey, Jason. Hey, Elsa. So can you just describe what is it like in Kharkiv now, given the Ukrainians' recent advances near there? You know, to be honest, things are still quite quiet on the streets of central Kharkiv. There's not a lot of traffic. Most businesses remain shut. But these military advances, they're quite new. And here in the city, you can hear the ongoing exchange of mortar fire between the two sides. There's like this booming and rumbling thunder that's off in the distance. I was talking to the medical director of a public hospital on the north side of Kharkiv, Olena Polishuk, and she said that last week, after these Ukrainian forces managed to seize control of one particular village north of the city, everything changed. Before, every night you go to sleep, you can listen to bang, 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 and you understand it's very close to my place. Now, we can hear some rumbling, but it's in the distance. So the difference that we experience here, it's massive, it's huge. And significantly, she says that at her hospital, which only treats civilians, they've gone from having dozens of people a day coming in with shrapnel wounds from this shelling to now just one or two a day. Well, what else are you hearing from other residents? Like, do they feel this is permanent, that the Russian threat to the city is mostly over? Some do, and some don't. You know, from the northern edge of Kharkiv, it's just over 10 miles to the Russian border. So even if the Ukrainians push them all the way back, people here tell me there's this constant fear that Russia could retreat, regroup, come back across the border and attack the city again. Even with these recent Ukrainian military successes, the subway stations here in Kharkiv are still full of people who are living down underground (sighs) because either their houses were destroyed or they're still too afraid to leave. Well, I understand that you were able to go to some of those areas that had been shelled for weeks. What did you see there? Yeah, today we were able to go to one of the northern suburbs, uh, Saltkiva. It was pounded by Russian shelling. And parts of that neighborhood look like the images that you see out of Mariupol. You have row after row of these old Soviet-style apartment blocks that have been completely destroyed. Ten-story apartment buildings, each with about 150 flats in them. They're bombed. They're burned out. The front facades of some of them have collapsed. And they're now just totally uninhabitable. Well, after all of this bombardment, are people in the city able to access enough food and the basic supplies that they need? Surprisingly, some grocery stores are open, others are reopening, they have food on the shelves, but the issue is that it's extremely expensive. People are telling me that basic supplies like rice and cooking oil are costing twice what they did before the invasion. And you have to understand, most people haven't been working. Businesses, as I mentioned, have been shut down. People Mm -hmm. have been sheltering for weeks on end in basements, so they don't have any money. I went to a food distribution at a bus station this morning, and there were hundreds and hundreds of people who'd gotten there before dawn hoping to get a fairly small box of food with some pasta, some coffee, a couple of jars of cooked meat in it. And I met this one woman, Pahamova Valentina, 74. She's from a neighborhood, that same neighborhood, Saltkiva, that I described earlier. 
Я сама с Харькова, но я же вам говорю, что я нахожусь между Северной и Салтовкой. Я из Харькова, но мой дом находится в северной Салтовке, поэтому абсолютно уничтожен, никакой семьи не осталось, ничего не осталось там, поэтому я полностью одинок. И она была в слезах, когда она сказала, что она просто не может этого закончить. Это МПР-с Джейсон Бобиан в Харькове. Спасибо большое, Джейсон. This message comes from NPR sponsor Greenlight. Want to teach your kids financial literacy? With Greenlight, kids and teens use a debit card of their own, while parents can keep an eye on kids' spending and savings in the app. Get your first month free at greenlight.com slash NPR. This message comes from NPR sponsor Capella University. With Capella's FlexPath learning format, you can earn your degree online at your own pace and get support from people who care about your success. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Okay, close your eyes for a second. Now imagine you're on your dream vacation. No work calls to answer, no text messages to respond to, just your suitcase and an opportunity. The opportunity to just take yourself out of your routine and travel deeper. How to actually take that dream trip. That's on the Life Kit Podcast from NPR.